This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. It's now official. As we reported to you here on Made in Montana News earlier this week, Lewis and Clark County will lift all local COVID-19 restrictions except for its mask mandate on Friday. Back in December, the Lewis and Clark City-County Board of Health adopted COVID-19 emergency rules and regulations. Those rules and regulations included six criteria, each with a weighted factor to calculate an overall score. That score was in the 30s earlier this year. It is now 13.5. Based on the two-week score of 13.5, All county restrictions except the mask mandate will be lifted at one minute after midnight on Friday. Face coverings are still required in Lewis and Clark County for all individuals over the age of five in any indoor spaces open to the public and some outdoor public spaces where physical distancing cannot be maintained. According to state officials, Montana residents could get as much as $2.7 billion in the new federal COVID-19 relief bill, but Senator John Tester says the most important part of the bill's funding is to accelerate the availability of vaccines for everyone who wants one. Quote, this vaccine component of the bill is the foundation for all the other programs that are in this bill. He told Montana reporters in a conference call, what's keeping people from going to work is the fact that they don't have a vaccine in their arm and they're afraid they might get sick. Tester staff said Montana would get at least one and one quarter billion dollars from the bill. But Kurt Almey, the budget director for Montana Governor Greg Gianforti, told the House Appropriations Committee that the amount is as high as $2.7 billion dollars in a multitude of programs. Almy told the panel of lawmakers that when deciding how to allocate the federal money, they should choose spending plans that would not finance ongoing programs. The bill includes checks up to $1,400 per person for citizens earning up to $75,000 a year or couples earning $150,000. It also has child tax credits that will increase the amount further for families with dependent kids. Also included are enhanced unemployment benefits of additional $300 a week through early September, money to support vaccine distribution, education and publicity to encourage more people to get vaccines, and the bill evaluates the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. There will also be business relief aid targeted at the hospitality industry, including motels, restaurants, bars, hair salons, gyms, and other tourist businesses. There will be direct aid to Montana cities, hundreds of millions of dollars for K-12 schools in Montana, $8.5 million for rural hospitals, $31 million for Montana Indian tribes, for vaccines and other COVID-19 response efforts, emergency housing and other social services, also included $33 million for Montana airports and money to restore full long-distance service in Amtrak, including the Empire Builder Run in Montana. 
In a conference call with Tester, Vicki Bird, the CEO of the Montana Nurses Association, said the bill's money for vaccinations and protective gear for health care workers is vital. About 11% of Montanans have been vaccinated so far. That's 118,000, but 745 Montana adults, that's 745,000 Montana adults, have yet to be vaccinated. Quote, the bottom line is that this package will allow us to get this virus under control, get folks back to work, and fully reopen our schools and reopen our economy. Montana's Republican U.S. Senator Steve Daines, who voted against the bill, repeated his criticisms Tuesday that the bill is a waste of taxpayer money spent on, quote, liberal wish list priorities for President Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi. According to Daines, it, stands, it spends money to bail out union pensions, finance boondoggle transportation projects in mostly blue states, and expand subsidies for health insurance policies that are covered under the 2010 Affordable Care Act. Those felony theft and misdemeanor official misconduct charges filed against former Broadwater County Commissioner Laura Marie Obert have been dismissed by First District Court Judge Michael Menahan. The court noted that the state could not prove she had exceeded her authority when she voted to establish a development district to be directed by a group that her husband served as executive director. Quote, Obert's actions were expressly authorized by law for the express purpose of realizing a public benefit to the citizens of Broadwater County. That's according to Judge Menahan. The development district was directed by the Montana Business Assistance Connection, of which her husband, Brian Obert, is executive director. Court documents said she failed to disclose the conflict of interest. Quote, whether Obert discussed or failed to disclose her relationship to Brian to the Broadwater County Commission is immaterial, Menahan wrote. Obert did not seek re-election to the county commission seat. The felony theft probe dated back to 2015. A bill moving through the 2021 Montana legislature aims to bring the 4% sales tax on hotel rooms and rental cars into the online era. Senate Bill 52, sponsored by Senator Jason Ellsworth, the Republican from Hamilton, would expand the tax to include bookings from third parties like Expedia or Priceline. The bill's fiscal note shows the change would add just over $3 million to the state's special revenue fund for four years. According to the Montana Department of Commerce, most of that money goes to the Office of Tourism and Business Development. The bill passed the Senate 45-5 to 5 in February. It's now before the House. A floodplain permit to place a natural gas pipeline under the Gallatin River in Montana was approved as part of a larger project to build a vacation rental destination on an island in Gallatin Gateway, according to county officials. The Gallatin County Planning Department issued the permit to Northwestern Energy, granting permission to place a two-inch pipeline up to 15 feet below the riverbed, about 225 feet downstream from the Mill Street Bridge. That's according to the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Company officials said Riverbend Glamping Resort, 
would use about half the natural gas capacity. The other half of the gas would be available to other utility customers. Northwestern said it would bore the pipeline deep enough to prevent flotation, collapse, or lateral movement and would complete construction in the winter and early spring to avoid flooding impacts. It also said natural gas is unlikely to enter the river because it has a low solubility, meaning if it leaks, it would just escape into the air and not into the water. The decision to issue the permit can be appealed to the county commission until April 4th. The resort would include trailers, tiny homes, and wagons for guests. A Montana lawmaker has proposed legislation to let county officials negotiate a collection agreement with coal companies that owe more than $8 million in delinquent taxes to the counties. Republican Senator Jason Small is sponsoring SB 154. He didn't name Bighorn County or the Navajo Transitional Energy Company in his proposal, but said commissioners and company officials were clear it was drafted with that company's unpaid coal taxes in mind. That's according to the Billings Gazette. Quote, it's allowing a company which took over the obligation of the taxes on that transaction to set up a payment plan with the county. The committee didn't take any immediate action on the bill. It passed the Senate last month with bipartisan support. Navajo Transitional Energy Company assumed the tax liability of the Spring Creek mine when it bought its parent company, Cloud Peak Energy, out of bankruptcy in 2019. Bighorn County Treasurer Denise Rios said that the company now owes the county $8.8 million. The Decker Mine, owned by Decker Coal, owes the county another $2.9 million. The legislation would allow counties to work with companies to settle the terms of payment plans for back taxes on gross coal proceeds, interest, and penalties. Small said the bill would also require the county to get the state's permission, consult with the governor's budget office, and hold a public meeting. Some Democratic lawmakers and at least one environmental group have warned against the bill, saying it could allow companies to ultimately pay less than what they owe. Durf Johnson, a lobbyist for the Montana Environmental Information Center, said that with the coal industry in its current state, an installment plan could backfire if the companies then declared bankruptcy. Joined by a wide range of organizations, the city and county of Missoula on Wednesday defended a 1979 law that permits individual Montana counties to adopt a two-cent gas tax with voter approval. The funds are directed towards infrastructure. Missoula County voters adopted the two-cent local option fuel tax in 2020, and the fee has now been in place since September, raising hundreds of thousands of dollars in new revenue for road maintenance and construction. Supporters say that's funding the state can't or won't spend to maintain local infrastructure. Opponents of the tax, including the petroleum and convenience store industries, Republican allies, and Enterprise Car Rental, oppose the tax and are asking the legislature to repeal it. Representative Matt Regeer, the Republican from Kalispell, 
who sponsored House Bill 464, suggests that the local option gas tax was little more than a sales tax, one that hits the lowest income earners the hardest. He said that two cents a gallon tax makes it hard for small stations to compete. Regeer suggested that the tax, which has only been adopted by Missoula County so far, leads to administrative problems and threatens to disrupt Montana's fuel supply chain. A representative of Enterprise Holding, the parent company of Enterprise Car Rental, said some customers don't fill up the car when they return it. That transfers the tax to the business, she said. However, in many cases, an additional charge is then tacked onto the rental car bill when it is returned. Montana state health officials have reported 190 new cases of COVID-19 and four more have died due to the virus. The number of active cases has dropped to 1,094. Statewide, the death total is now 1,391, according to the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services. The number of people in the state hospitalized because of COVID-19 rose to 56, up four from the previous day. The virus has put 4,655 people into the hospital since March of 2020. After nearly a year, 101,424 Montanans have tested positive for COVID-19. 98,939 are considered recovered. The state processed 6,169 new COVID tests on Thursday. A million, 122,251 have completed the tests. Just over 10,500 more doses of COVID-19 vaccine were administered, total number under vaccination at 33,647. As of Thursday, 126,500 Montanans are fully immunized from the virus. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 32 states and provinces, now in 21 countries, a welcome to the Dominican Republic listeners, and we're on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.